This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, November 27th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Forestry dispute near deal. Roberts plans climate hearing. And USDA general counsel nomination advances. Is a dispute over forestry near a deal? Congressional leaders on both sides of the aisle are trying to resolve the last major issue holding up the new farm bill. That provisions to clear the way for forest thinning on federal lands. Senate Agriculture Committee Chairman Pat Roberts said last night that he hoped to have a resolution to the issue after a meeting today. Once that issue is settled, he says he expects a final agreement to come together quickly. He said the light will go from yellow to green pretty fast, he said. The House bill includes provisions of the House-passed Resolute Federal Forest Act, opposed by environmentalists to expedite approvals for logging in the nation's forests through the use of categorical exclusions. By the way, sources tell AgriPulse that the crop insurance title was closed after House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway of Texas was unable to include a provision that could have stopped at least one farmer cooperative from paying patronage on its crop insurance business. Roberts plans climate hearing. Senator Roberts says the Senate Agriculture Committee will hold a hearing on climate change and agriculture. Roberts told reporters, I don't think there's any question that climate change has affected things, and we're going to have to take a hard look at that. Keep in mind, Roberts is likely to want to put some focus on the use of biotechnology to help farmers adapt to climate change. Agriculture technology is an amazing thing, he said. USDA General Counsel nomination advances. Stephen Vaden is a step closer to becoming USDA's General Counsel. The Senate advanced his nomination on a procedural vote yesterday evening, 49 to 45. A final vote on the nomination is scheduled for today. Vaden's nomination has been on hold for a year after Democrats raised concerns about his role in reassignments at the department. Vaden has been serving as principal deputy general counsel at USDA. U.S. lags in sustainability measure. The United States ranks 26th among 67 countries on food sustainability. That according to an index developed by the Economist Intelligence Unit, a sister entity to The Economist magazine. The index measures the sustainability of a country's food system based on three broad categories. Food loss and waste, the sustainability of its agriculture, and the nation's nutritional challenges. The U.S. ranks 16th in food waste, 33rd in agriculture sustainability, and 45th in nutrition. France is the top high-income country in the EIU's 2018 index, due in part to its top rating on address food loss and waste. Among other things, France has a law that requires supermarkets to redistribute leftover food to charities serving poor communities. Rwanda is the top performer among low-income countries with relatively high marks in all three categories. Rwanda carefully manages its water usage for agriculture, and its citizens have relatively good diets that are low in sugar, meat, saturated fat, and sodium. The 67 nations included in the index account for more than 90% of global GDP and represent a mix of high-income, middle-income, and low-income countries. Capitol Christmas tree arrives. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill got a very special delivery yesterday. 
after a winding 3,000-mile journey across the country that took 17 days, the noble fur that started out in Oregon's Willamette National Forest arrived in Washington, D.C. yesterday morning. During those 17 days, the tree made 31 stops along the reverse route of the historic Oregon Trail and even participated in one Thanksgiving Day parade. The lighting ceremony for the 80-foot tree is scheduled for December 5th. Bill would open aid to more farmers. Louisiana Republican Representative Ralph Abraham has introduced a bill that would allow some soybean farmers to qualify for USDA trade assistance payments based on planted acres, as opposed to the current requirement for producers to show harvested crops. The problem, says Abraham, is that farmers in states like his are losing out because of the influx of soybeans from larger producing states. With China buying virtually no U.S. soybeans thanks to the ongoing trade war with China, many Midwest farmers have been sending their crops south instead of west, and that's causing a severe hardship for southern producers. Grain elevators are full in the south, often with Midwest soybeans that would normally be shipped through the Pacific Northwest instead of down the Mississippi, according to Abraham. Louisiana soybean farmers cannot be left out of the market facilitation program, the lawmaker said. The problem they're facing is not their making, and they should not be forced to bear the heaviest burden caused by market disruptions. USDA told our soybean farmers that it would have their backs during these trade negotiations, and this bill ensures that the USDA will be able to honor that commitment. Farmers agree to labeling for lettuce. The Food and Drug Administration says farmers and processors have agreed to begin labeling lettuce to help the consumer steer clear of leafy greens from states or regions where the produce has been contaminated. FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb floated the idea for labeling last week after the agency announced it concluded that the latest E. coli outbreak from contaminated romaine lettuce started in California. Farmers from other states have been pleading with the agency to recognize publicly that their lettuce is safe to eat. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention told consumers in restaurants last week to throw away all of their romaine lettuce, regardless of where it came from, because the source of the latest E. coli outbreak could not be pinpointed. That has changed, and now the FDA said the contaminated lettuce has sickened 43 people in 12 states and was grown in the Central Coast growing regions of Central and Northern California. The labeling will identify the origin of the romaine based on harvest region, along with the date of harvest, the FDA said in a statement yesterday. This can approve the ability of the FDA to provide more targeted information to consumers in the event of a future outbreak of illness. The FDA also has commitments from the romaine lettuce industry that such labeling will continue into the future and become the standard for their products. USDA is prepared for Argentine beef imports. Today's the day that the U.S. ban on Argentine fresh beef comes down and the USDA Food Safety and Inspection Service is preparing for the imports. FSIS said in a notice that went out to inspectors yesterday, although Argentina has been eligible to export cooked and ready-to-eat processed beef products to the U.S., it has not been eligible to export raw beef products for several years. If there are no slaughter dates on shipments or if dates are prior to today, November 27th, FSIS inspectors are being instructed to not allow the meat into the country. Meanwhile, 
The U.S. and Argentina are in discussions to open up the South American country to U.S. beef. AgriPulse first reported this in September. It's a further sign of cooperation between the two countries that have been reducing trade barriers rapidly. The U.S. dropped a ban on Argentine lemons this year, and Argentina agreed to allow imports of U.S. pork. Well, that is Daybreak for this Tuesday, November 27th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.